Hey guys, I'm Karen and welcome back to another episode of Swing Along. I'm sure this podcast sounds a little odd because I didn't have my counterpart, my soulmate, love of my life, introduce himself. Um, But this is going to be a unique podcast because it's going to be yours truly. Um, Chris and I have had a super super hectic schedule as we predicted um with travel baseball and a couple other things that we just had planned for ourselves that um didn't involve a lifestyle at all and what I have to tell you that the travel baseball life as most of you on our Snapchat already probably know is definitely kicking my ass right now but our dependents are worth it. So um, we also had our oldest go off to senior trip. So crazy about that. And then why you're probably wondering Chris isn't on the podcast right now is we started recording our other podcast where we have part two of what happened in Atlantic City with the random orgy. And unfortunately, we didn't get to finish recording that because Chris wasn't feeling too well and unfortunately had to have some surgery performed. So he is actually behind me right now, uh, recovering and waving at me right now. And uh, he really, um, between the pain medicine and him just feeling a little weak, isn't really up for recording. So we know that it's been a hot minute since we were able to podcast with you guys that I decided that I wasn't going to finish it a podcast without him, but I will start another new podcast just for you guys, just from me. Um, we're starting off April. It's April 1st. We're starting it off strong. Hopefully we can, uh, Uh, get together a calendar so that we can at least get out three podcasts per month for you guys. Um, But if we don't have any content, if we're not doing anything, you know, we're not going to just throw out content, just throw it out. We want it to be entertaining. But then as Chris and I uh, (laughs) were sitting in recovery talking about the podcast, we realized that in the five years we've been in this lifestyle, we haven't even spoken about half of the experiences that we've had. Um, we've just been focusing on the current experiences because for a while there, we were truly very lucky to have so many experiences, uh, whether good or bad, but just to be able to dabble as much as we were into the lifestyle. That was awesome. So not saying that we are not in the lifestyle. We are, we just have other things that are coming up first right now. Um, I also have a firm that I'm building We are working on a couple other public relation matters that do not involve the um, swinging lifestyle, poly lifestyle, hot wife lifestyle, anything you want to consider it. Um, So we've been focusing on that. And I got to admit, I I think I have been probably the worst out of both of us that um, has been having trouble keeping up with the lifestyle. I I think I kind of got a little drained over the single guys. that I was running into that, you know, we pretty much had a discussion that we were going to take a break from single men and go back to couples for a little bit or, or kind of just wing it. And I feel so bad because I know that my dating apps have been blowing up and I should give the courtesy to at least respond. But, um, 
I just, when you have to pencil in showering, you know that your schedule is just hectic. I mean, I think last week I went to bed without even having dinner like three nights and not because I didn't have dinner. I just didn't have time to make anything for myself um, in that aspect with the fact that I'm on this, you know, we're not going to call it a, a keto diet, but this, this low, extremely low carb, mostly high, high high or dark green, um, high protein, um, diet that I'm on. So, which is working and it gives me energy, but I just don't feel like I have any time. So hopefully that changes and we have our trips coming up. Um, we have, as you can tell, I'm not used to talk, as much as I love to talk. Um, not used to just being the only one talking. Um, we have our trips coming up, um, that we're going to be posting about, uh, between, uh, what should I call it? We are going to taboo, uh, naughty and Nolens, And we obviously have our, um, big trip that we are doing with club euphoria in August. So super excited. Um, we are traveling to meet a couple friends of ours that we met in the lifestyle for Chris's birthday. So yay to fun adventures that we'll be able to squeeze in. So, um, you're probably wondering, well, what the hell is this girl going to talk about when they pretty much talk about the male and female perspective from a husband wife? Um, what are these two going to do and going to talk about, or what is this girl going to talk about on her own? I actually received a lot of emails from, I would say it was mostly, mostly men. There were a few in there that were females that basically wanted me to do kind of like how we did our little mini single guy seminar podcast, basically do a hot wife, um, seminar podcast, or just kind of talk about my, you know, experiences, my thoughts, my opinions on what it's like to be a hot wife. And as much as Chris can speak on his experiences on what it's like to watch a hot wife in action, it doesn't really give off the same feelings or confidence for another woman who's maybe interested hearing it from, you know, another man, obviously saying he's loving watching his, his wife be a hot wife. So Men, you can hear, listen to the juicy stories. Ladies, you can absolutely listen to the suggestions and opinions I'm about to offer to you. Um, you can take them with a grain of salt or you can just do whatever you want with them. Um, so obviously everyone knows that when Chris and I first do, dabbled into this lifestyle, um, we started because Chris had a cuckold fantasy and from that fantasy spiraled, you know, a whole bunch of other different fantasies, um, including a hot wife fantasy. So what is the difference between a hot wife fantasy and a cuckold fantasy? You're probably wondering, well, a cuckold fantasy there's two different parts as you might've heard me describe. There's the one where, you know, the wife does get fucked by a bull who is supposed to be bigger, thicker than her husband or partner. And they pretty much humiliate the husband, um, where they tell him, you know, how much, how much bigger the bull is, how worthless the, the cuckolds, um, you know, penis is, how he doesn't please the wife and yada, yada, yada. That is not the level that Chris and I are at. We're more so at Chris does want to hear, you know, um, that I, he is being, I'm being pleased 
better than he can. Of course, we always want the bowl to be bigger or thicker or offer some sort of difference than what Chris offers. Um, and of course, you know, we, at first we were very big into, you know, Chris wanting to watch and we ran into so many um, people that were a little bit uncomfortable with that. So cue in hot wife scenario where basically it's mostly single men who we meet up with and they have that fantasy that they've always wanted to fuck a married woman. They want to take someone's wife and essentially you're not humiliating the husband or partner in any format. The husband and the partner gets an absolute turn on by knowing that their wife is wanted and desired so much by another person. And also possibly that that wife also desires another so much. Um, nine times out of 10, when we do the hot wife fantasy, um, Chris isn't involved at all in a sense that, you know, um, he's not present. I don't necessarily call him. I will text him and send him pictures at times, but, um, mostly the hot wife fantasy is you are committing to this physical act of, you know, fucking another person, but you are also not, it's entirely up to the husband to portray that mental image while you're doing it until both of you meet up. A very common hot wife fantasy is a couple goes to the bar, they meet up with a single guy, and that single guy either takes the wife to his car or back to his place if he lives close by while the husband sits at the bar and has a drink and, and sits there and basically waits for his wife to return from pretty much having, you know, some of the best sex that she's ever had other than with her husband. There's usually absolutely no humiliation involved in the hot wife scenario. So you're sitting there as a wife and you're wondering, well, okay, so there's not anything really too extreme to this. It, it, it probably just sounds like, you know, you get to go off and you get to go fuck another guy and your husband just sits there and, and twiddles his thumbs. Yes, <laughs> that is absolutely 100% correct. Um, but it's the fantasy. It's the fantasy that we get as women that another guy absolutely wants us and yearns for us because they're extremely attracted to us. They want us because in their eyes, they couldn't probably just get us at any moment because, I mean, if you want to go off of what typical society has to say, once you're married, that's the person that you're with. As any of our listeners know, and if you listen to any other alternative lifestyle, lifestyle podcasters, that is not necessarily true for so many people in the world. So, but obviously it's, it's still considered taboo or it's not considered, you know, quote unquote normal. So until we can make this lifestyle normal, it adds a little bit to the eroticness. I mean, I actually had a listener once commend us for wanting to, you know, make the norm, make the abnormal normal. Um, but they did say that they were a little torn between that because part of it being abnormal is what adds to the eroticness. It's what adds to the sexiness. You know, what happens when it just becomes the norm? I get what he was trying to say and I completely respect it. Yeah. Part of the whole it being that much more intense and erotic filled is the fact that it is taboo or the fact that, you know, girls or men aren't gossiping around, 
you know, about what they did with other couples or a group or another man, even though they're married or another woman, even though they're married at the water cooler, you know, during break time the next day, it's very hush hush for the most part. Um, but you know, again, I feel like I'm a very sexual person. So no matter if it's normal or abnormal in society, if it turns me on, I'm going to do it. And I don't think it'll change um, how I feel about it. If it did become something that was the norm, which you read any sort of erotic material out there, you Google anything in terms of porn other than cream pies, which apparently is his new sensation, um, you're going to find a lot of hot wife uh, porn. So that's becoming very, very popular and very, very out and about and open, which I'm loving. So back to you ladies, you're wondering, okay, so is this an opening for my husband to basically either use this against me when I, if we're fighting later on, or is this an opening for him to be like, well, you know what? You got to fuck that guy at the bar that I set up for you or that we met randomly and it all worked out. Now I found this hot girl and now I want to go ahead and fuck her. And there's nothing you can say about it because you did it. If you are having that thought process this is where you need to understand that communication is 100% key. I'm sure it sounds redundant that we always talk about communication, 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 because the reason why Chris and I can have the amazing marriage that we have, why other podcasters have great relationships with their partners is because everybody communicates and we probably communicate until we're blue in the face. And yes, sometimes it does get redundant on our end where, you know, we're having those repeat conversations because you want to make sure that at all times your partner is in agreement with this. If you feel like your partner is going to use this against you, I hate to sound like this because I don't want to come off in any negative way, but you might want to reevaluate the relationship with your partner. If you, if they've had those, maybe, maybe they've done that to you before in the past with something that now it's in your head that they'll do it again. Um, you really should be a hundred percent open and honest with your partner. And if that is something that you are concerned about, that they're going to pretty much give you an ultimatum, then you need to possibly not venture down that uh, part of the lifestyle where you want to fulfill the hot wife fantasy. However, if you are open and kind of intrigued to fulfill this hot wife fantasy, you do have to understand that the, the, your, your, your male counterpart is most likely going to want to now maybe discuss other sexual things such as maybe him being with a single female or having a threesome. It's not him necessarily stating, well, Hey, you did this. Now I want to do this. He could just be now feeling a hundred percent comfortable to you that he just wants to open him up, open up every single fantasy to you and discuss it. Just because someone says it doesn't mean that they want that or they're going to leave you. In fact, I think we all, as partners to whomever our partner is, we should feel awesome and amazing that our partner trusts us that much, that they're going to confide in, in certain um, scenarios or lifestyles or hell, it could be something where they don't even want to do anything that involves other partners, but maybe your man wants to be pegged. I mean, it's just something that you have to keep an open mind for. So moving along. So now you've decided you've had the conversation that you are going to try this hot wife fantasy. A tip that I recommend is you want to 
kind of pre-plan out how you want the fantasy. Do you want your partner to find the guy for you? Uh, do you want to find the guy? I will tell you that no matter how you go about doing this, you want to have 110% transparency with the other part, with, with the third party. So if you're going to create a profile that you are searching for, you know, a third party just to fulfill a hot wife scenario, um, go ahead and hundred percent lay that out. Tell them that you're married or tell them that you're in a committed relationship with someone else that this is what this fantasy is. I'm going to forewarn you. You're going to have your inbox is going to blow up. You're going to have, there's nothing you can do to stop people from being perverted or to stop people from just saying, okay, we'll come over right now and spread your legs and, and kind of make you feel like a piece of meat and not in the good way. It's called the delete button and block button. Just silly and block. I've learned over the years to stop taking it personal. And sometimes I would even, you know, send these long paragraph speeches thinking, thinking that these lectures I'm giving them is going to change the single guy. It's not, <laughs> they're just going to go on and move on. And some of the times the guys that say those things are just bullshitters. Anyway, they would have no intention of fulfilling the hot wife. They just, are scrolling along the profiles and they actually see this in person and they're like, no way. Or sometimes they feel like you might be a bot, which is very popular right now. The female bots that, um, you know, sell their sites and aren't actually female, um, or you're, or that they're being catfished by someone. So sometimes they like to toy with that. You will have to spend some time kind of dissecting through the single guys. Um, and the same thing goes for, you met. If you're going out there and you're finding that male to set up the date for your wife, then you're going to, you're going to go through where maybe the guy just wants, you know, he's going to, he's a picture hoarder where he just wants you to nonstop send pictures of your wife, or he's going to, you know, want her contact information right away and not talk to you. If your comfort level is, listen, dude, I'm going to pre-screen you before you even get to my wife or partner, then that's something that they have to respect. I mean, single men need to understand that this is a pleasure for them as well. And yes, while they do have a, they have, you know, they are entitled to express, you know, what their consent levels are and things of that nature. Um, but they also need to understand that they are getting invited into this probably first time experience and a very sacred experience at that because your first time experience at fulfilling this very erotic taboo, um, fantasy, if you have a bad experience can possibly deter you from either fulfilling other fantasies that maybe you've had hidden in your vault or perceive or keep you from pursuing more of the hot wife fantasies. So I like to suggest to men and women, couples that are looking into this hot wife fantasy, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to take your time in your selection. If you're choosing to pre-select now, if you're choosing to just go out to a bar and you're choosing to just try to hopefully randomly find someone more props to you. While I have had my own experiences of finding people at a bar, I can tell you that's over 
it's maybe three or four or a span of five years. Um, maybe that's me. Maybe I'm a little bit more pickier, but for safety reasons, especially nowadays, um, I do like to have it prearranged. And as you all know, I like to go to the bar and I like the guy to buy me a beer and a shot. And, you know, it all depends if you guys want to sit together, you know, all three of you and, and chat, and then he takes her away for a little bit. That's fine. If the husband wants to just sit across the bar and watch, you know, his wife from there, I mean, that's another type of the hot wife fantasy. Um, moving forward, once you decide how you're going to do this, whether you're just going to go and randomly go to a bar or you're going to pre-screen and finally find your selection that you both think that you're going to like, I suggest that everyone spends about a half hour to an hour at least um, in person chatting. You're going to know if you connect right away. Um, be flirtatious also, ladies. I mean, there's nothing wrong with doing a little bit of touching of the guy's arm, giggling, you know, pushing your chest out for him to see. I mean, we have it, let's flaunt it and let's just empower that ability to, you know, kind of make that guy's desire for us even more. And that will also add into the hot wife fantasy of your husband watching you all over this other person. And he just has to sit there and he has to take it. Um, of course, I am 100% big on protection. I, like I said earlier, there's a big fantasy right now, and it's the biggest number one question that I get asked is, will, can I cream pie you? And the answer is no. We are big on condoms. We are big on condoms. We are big on condoms. I mean, hell, I tried to get us a condom sponsor because we are big on condoms. Um, I think you're just doing the lifestyle a favor by being, you know, protected. You're doing yourself a favor, which is the number one importance by being protected. And I'm not, I'm not saying anything negative to those that do do the cream pie fantasies. I found that the people that do do cream pie fantasies are normally groups that only play with each other so that they maintain that communication with each other. And that's totally fine. I just know that with me, I'm not doing the cream pie fantasy. So I'm sorry to disappoint some of our lovely fans who were maybe hoping I did. No, there will always be condom use. So I am big on, especially you're, you're most likely going to be fucking this guy the very first night that you meet him. I'm just, I'm just big on condoms. <laughs> I can't say that enough. So, um, I personally like to hang out for approximately an hour to two hours of, you know, starting out with small casual talk, you know, what do you do for a living? If I already don't know this information, but ask them how their day was, how was work? Um, you know, do they have any plans for the weekends or anything fun coming up? And, you know, I get a little flirtatious with them and I always, it's always about body positioning as well. Whenever I'm pretty much on a date, or even if I'm on a hot wife, you know, date where my husband is sitting, 
either right next to me or across the bar, my body is always turned into the date and, you know, our legs are touching and I, I probably do the dorky girly, like, you know, giggle. And then I place my hand into his inner thigh. I just want him to know that I'm comfortable. Like I'm giving him the signals. You can start touching me a little bit. And you, cause you never know if you're not with a professional single guy who has done the hot white fantasy multiple times, he could be a little intimidated, especially if your husband is sitting right next to you. <clears throat> so what I would personally do is just, you know, you, you might be just as nervous as he is, but somebody has to initiate the show, their comfort level. Um, and I feel like because I'm a pretty confident person and I know what I want, I'm going to be the person that initiates that comfort level. Um, hell, I might even, you know, start making out with you with Chris right next to me. And that's usually when I can, I swear we, we, we have that connection that I can tell when Chris is extremely turned on, even when my back is to him. So, um, you can now decide of multiple scenarios to play out from here. If you've talked to your partner and you are going to go back to this person's house, great. If you're going to just go out to the car to fulfill a fantasy, great. Um, if you're going to go back to your own house and bring him back and say your husband, you know, sits down in his living room and you go upstairs, fine. Um, I, to fulfill the biggest part of the fantasy I fulfill, I feel is leaving Chris at the bar for, you know, an hour or two while I am either out in the car or somewhere nearby, um, whether it's already a pre-planned hotel. Um, we don't necessarily bring a lot of people back to our house because our house is our sanctuary for our children and for us as well. I mean, obviously you've heard that we, we do have swinger friends that we have barbecues here, but those are our friends that are couples and friends we've known for a while in the lifestyle. They themselves have children. Um, and we only bring people back here that we absolutely 100% trust. Um, so basically you know, moving forward from that, I always, I'm actually a huge fan of the car. Um, I feel knowing that Chris is, you know, 50 feet, you know, away in the building, they're having, you know, a couple beers while, you know, I'm giving an amazing blowjob, which we're going to get into that in a little bit too, some of my, my busyness, um, or getting fucked from behind, you know, I just, I just love that, that, that part of it. Now, yes, there is a risky aspect of it too, which I think adds to the eroticness, but there's just something about it that knowing that my husband is right there a hundred feet away and here is this gorgeous man and I am getting fucked and I am blowing him and I'm probably giving him the best blowjob that he's ever going to have. Um, and then coming back in and having a drink with my husband and having my husband take me home after I've sent the playboy off, <laughs> um, the boy toy is something that just adds even more, just eroticness to, um, everything. And then Chris and I usually head home and I get fucked again. And how many girls can sit there and say that they've had two men, if you're not in an orgy or <laughs> I guess actually a lot of people get in this lifestyle. So that's probably not a good, a good statement. Um, if you are going off to, you know, into a hotel with them, I know that this happened one time with Chris and I, I absolutely always make sure that Chris has the full information as to where I'm going to be at. So he knows what hotel, he knows what room. Um, I do check in with him and, you know, 
know, I, I, the hotels that we usually are, are staying in our hotels that know us, um, they're nice hotels. Um, you know, I, I always feel safe and I mean, not that every, everyone shouldn't be protected. I mean, I just feel like I, I can pretty much take care of myself in that aspect, but um, I guess maybe because we're, we're a little bit more on high alert around here because of what happens with uh, the New Jersey residents, the, the, the college girl that got into the wrong Uber, that's kind of hit home, hit hard, hit home hard. <laughs> Jeez, even when it's just me and I'm not even drinking, I fuck up words. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's hit us hard. So I'm, I'm big on safety plans and especially for you new, you know, hot wives, you know, you always want to make sure that you're comfortable at any point during the scenario, you don't feel comfortable, always leave. And if someone is making you feel intimidated or even insinuating that you shouldn't leave to me, that's a red flag, get up and go. If not, and they're making you feel great, oh my goodness, I mean, eat up all that sex that you can, babes, and, you know, make sure you tell your husbands if that's part of your plan, um, your, your little goal there, every single detail. I mean, hell, at some point, Chris and I can talk about one hot wife date for probably a week straight between me verbally telling him, and I can barely get through, you know, describing what happened without him jumping me and wanting to fuck me. Um, I find also journaling it and maybe sending it to him in a written note, um, which usually turns out to be a mini short story, which I really need to upload these into Literatica because they're based off of, um, you know, true stories, you know, really turns him on as well. So I am huge, huge fan of, you know, giving every single detail I can, writing it down, keeping it. I mean, it also adds to some great um, foreplay material when, you know, maybe you don't have that much time to do anything and you want to foreplay and then fuck real fast, you know, to get Chris really going and talking about a story. And I think what adds to it is the fact that it's true and he knows it's true. So if you're interested in being a hot wife, I think highly suggest that you go ahead. You have the conversation with your spouse. If you're interested in your wife being a hot wife that turns you on, have the conversation. Feel free to email me at any time. Um, I'm more than happy to answer any questions and, and whatnot. So, as I said, I would come back to, I, <laughs> I didn't think that, um, I could actually have, um, a side gig as we'll call it being a professional blowjob instructor. And also we're going to call it a, I guess you could say lifestyle, um, seminarist. <laughs> in a sense. Um, it started out as a joke for a girlfriend that I said, listen, um, you know, we were having some, we were actually having a discussion because she came to me and said, Karen, I'm having a huge problem with, you know, pleasing my man orally. And I said, all right, well, talk to me. What's going on? You know, pour her a glass of wine. Let's have this talk. And as she was telling me certain things, I found myself just giving her tips. I mean, I have said numerous times in the podcast how I get completely turned on and aroused 
um, when I give a blowjob. So in my time that I have been giving blowjobs, I have always researched either different techniques or, you know, um, different things to do to spice it up, different lubes to even use to taste. I mean, for a while there, I was not a big fan of, you know, swallowing and I had to find a, a way to, to kind of counteract that. Um, because sometimes you're in positions where swallowing is the only way that you can get away with doing Doing it with where you're at. You can't necessarily spin it and the guy can't necessarily jerk himself off onto the floor. So, um, I didn't want to just also suck it up cause I wanted to enjoy it. So over the years of me researching things, I came up with these tips and tricks or I, I saw tips and tricks that I utilized and, uh, different techniques and, you know, incorporating the hand and the mouth and the tongue and focusing on the tip for the sensor part and knowing how to deep throw a cock. And, you know, especially when I started my camming, I would have these huge ass dildos. I would have to stick down my throat, which, a dildo compared to f the flesh of a dick, a lot harder to get down your throat because it is not as flexible material as skin, real skin on a dick. So I gave you know, gave her some tips, moved on, and she came back to me, I want to say like a month later, I had completely forgotten about the conversation and told me how amazing that their oral sex was and that... I needed to come to her girls night that she was having and I need to teach a class. She said, I think the way that you were talking to me was great. Do you think you can put something together? By the way, I'll also play your podcast in the background. I think your lifestyle and your personality would be really funny and really awesome. So I'm like, all right, sure. I'll do it. No big deal. Like I already, we already put our podcast out there anyway. So, um, you know, a couple weeks pass by and it's girls night and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to spice up this seminar and I'm going to buy some cucumbers. We're going to practice like, you know, basically how they tell you, you've seen it done in the movies. I was like, I'm going to incorporate that. So I went out, I got, you know, cucumbers. I brought in my magic dildo that is huge just to kind of for a show. I had the, you know, the different flavored lubes and came in with my bubbly personality and it was probably one of the best times I've ever had. My pocket, our podcast is playing in the background and girls immediately had the questions going and I felt so bad because I felt like I was taking over her girls night and she was, you know, the next day I had apologized for that. She's like, Oh my God, no, you made it the best. So, you know, everyone's kind of doing their thing. She has like different stations, like a craft section and people, girls are getting massages and then you know, wine tasting. And it was very, very nice. Um, so then everyone gathered for my blowjob tutorial and, everyone was just taking in all of my tips, you know, you could already tell the difference of what people were doing with the cucumbers from the beginning at the end of the session. Um, well, you know, I'm of course adding in all my comical things. And then we kind of deterred from those lessons into the girls asking me sincere questions about my lifestyle and they loved it and they loved my confidence. And I felt great after that. Um, again, flash forward to a few weeks later, <laughs> I am getting told that, um, my friend actually does pole dancing aerobics. So she said she was at her pole class and all the girls that were at her, her girls night were talking to the other girls that couldn't make it. Everyone heard about me and that they want to book me for more girl nights because some of these girls took my techniques that I taught them and went home either later on that night or sometime in the future and said that it absolutely helped them fulfill 
things that they weren't able to do orally for their man. And lo and behold, I have been booked six times for the, the basically this fun little package I put together of swinging lifestyle seminar together with, you know, body and women confidence together with here's how to please your man. And I've now added into, um, you know, female pleasure, how to basically essentially try to get yourself to, to squirt and things of that nature. So it has turned into a blast and I'm thankful for the podcast for this because I feel like, you know, it developed my personality even more and the confidence to be able to just be as freely discussing all these things and be like, Hey, so yes, yours truly is a blowjob extraordinaire queen and I am loving every minute of it. So I know that when we finish our next podcast, when Chris is better, you guys are going to get all the juicy details about what happened in Atlantic City. But before Atlantic City, we had forgotten to mention something that had happened to us. I believe it was the day before Atlantic City. Um, we had a ghost return to our past, to our, our present, duh, where it's a ghost past. Jesus, man, this is hard without Chris. Chris usually helps me and tears me, allows me to regroup. Um, I, uh, we had, we had a, a ghost return, um, and his name is John. And it was very odd because Chris and I went out for a romantic dinner, just us two, which I highly recommend everybody in the lifestyle, you know, to not always make it about the lifestyle. You have to also maintain your relationships with your partner or partners if you are in a, a different situation. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> Mr. John obviously texts me while we're at dinner and my mouth drops because obviously we've listened to our podcast. It's not end very well between John and I. Um, I, I was actually hurt by John and you know, it just, uh, I became fully invested in that relationship of what I thought it was. And I completely feel like I got played out. Well, um, I have a serious debate with Chris at dinner if we should text him back. At one point, Chris is like, you know what? I actually want to hear what this guy has to say, so why don't you text him back? So I text him back, and the conversation starts out casual, and you know, he's asking how Chris and I are doing, and he, as if nothing had happened, and I think that was pissing me off more, um, and I just feel like I never had that closure with this guy. Um, well then he tries to throw out the, I really want to come see you. I miss you a lot. And that just toyed with my emotions to no end because I didn't hear from you. You know, you did what you did to me. And now here I am. You're telling me, listen, looking at my text, seeing that you're saying that you're missing me. And I am even more disappointed in myself because at the same time, I'm like, Oh, he misses me. And I'm letting him get back into my head. This is all spanning over like a 12 hour period, by the way. Um, you know, me and Chris are going back and forth. And we're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe this guy's like saying some of the things that he's saying as if nothing happened or, you know, like he's kind of, is he about to go on this whole like apology tour with me? Um, which he kind of did. He apologized for some things and, uh, you know, he apologized for not, not handling the situation very well and yada, yada. So 
Then me and him don't speak for about an hour because Chris and I are hanging out with friends and we're having some drinks. And then the text message comes that he wants to see me and asked if I was going to be going to our, our dive bar. Uh, the next day. And I said, no, we're going to Atlantic city, uh, which obviously ended up being way more fun. <laughs> and, uh, he turned around and he said, um, you know, well, baby, I really want you because you're mine. And guys, I gotta say it was not a pretty Karen sight because I was so angry at, at how he thought that maybe I was this person that would just come crawling back to him because he's saying all the nice things. And I was even more upset because half of me wanted to crawl back. I'm like, okay, let's start this poly thing all over again. And John will be fine and everything in that nature. And I let him have it. I unleashed, um, all my anger that I had towards him because I just was very upset that this man had so much control over the situation that we were in previous to him coming back from the past and not, he never once allowed me to tell my side of it or to argue anything in that closure aspect. He pretty much dictated how this was going to go in the ending of things. He was going to say what he wanted. And then that was it, which if you really think about it, if things are coming to an end, then why must we have a final say? But when I looked into it, you'll see that a lot of therapists know that we just need that emotional closure. Unfortunately though, that emotional closure of me unleashing on him turned to him unleashing on me as well and saying some not so nice things to me, um, which ended up with me just hysterically upset and going, Oh my gosh, why? I guess, you know, when you invest yourself into those poly relationships, you know, and you have high standards, like what Chris sets for everybody. I see how Chris treats me. I see how Chris treats other women. I'm sorry, but my bar is set very, very high towards men. So if they want to be in the poly relationship with me, they have to give me exactly what Chris gives other women that I see. Because I see if Chris can do it while balancing a wife, while balancing kids, why can't someone who is a 100% single who doesn't have children, why can't they do it? It's not because they're not in it probably for the right reasons, or maybe they are just that truly that busy. Maybe they're, they're building a company or they're trying to advance their career. Um, but then maybe then it's not the right time to be in a relationship and you shouldn't. So, um, John came back and, and Chris, and I had a nice long discussion that, you know, I would delete and block John's phone number and we would never talk to him again. And then the funny thing is, is that everyone of our listeners knows that we go to Somerdale bar for karaoke every Saturday. And that is how I met John. We had the ongoing joke that one day, maybe John would show up. Unfortunately, <laughs> last weekend was the last night of karaoke forever at Somerdale. Our friends are the DJs are going on to other projects. Our main DJ friend is a DJ for weddings. He's coming to wedding season, but he's also in a band and his band is doing very well. We go to a lot of their shows and you know, the other DJ friend just kind of does it to hang out and it just wasn't worth it anymore. Other than all of us coming out, it, they just got tired of their every Saturday 
being booked until 4 a.m. and pretty much losing out on an entire day. And then their Sundays are now messed up because they're sleeping so late. And we had a very good sending off farewell for them the weekend that they had it. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's sad because now <laughs> we need a new dive bar to go to on Saturday. So if anybody wants to recommend a new Saturday spot for us every other weekend when we don't have kids, please let me know. Um, but yeah, so that is basically kind of mini catching you guys up. I did my little hot wife seminar, which I hope was informative. I mean, there's not many tips I can really present unless I know everyone's specific situations and what you're specifically looking for. So I mean, if you always want to talk to me about it, you can send um, Chris and I an email at swingalong69 at gmail.com. You can follow us on um, Snapchat and add us. And I actually have been very good about keeping up with Snapchat lately. Um, that's Swinging Along. You can follow us on Instagram at Swinging Along Podcast. And of course, follow us on Twitter at Swinging Along 69. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I have to give another shout out to the Naked Relationship Podcast because they have been ever so patient with me getting them our website content since they are doing that. That should be up and running real soon. We still have our promotionals, um, promotional, <laughs> promotional code going for Adam and Eve. Um, if you type in the word swinging, S-W-I-N-G-I-N-G, -I -I uh, you'll get 50% off almost everything uh, on the website. You'll definitely get free shipping even if you order just one item. You're also going to get three free DVDs and a free gift from yours truly. Also, for everyone that participated in our trivia contest, I will be sending you a direct message, uh, DM, if you want to just... I guess apparently I'm old and I say things <laughs> with the full, the full name and not the abbreviations. Um, if you want to send, I'm going to be sending you a DM for where you want us to ship our packages for your prize. Uh, we have decided that everyone who answered correctly will be getting a prize, not just the, the first person to answer. Um, cause we were very impressed with how many people knew all the correct answers. Um, so check out your DMS and figure out where you want us to send, uh, your little, uh, gift bag. And thank you guys for always being ever so patient with us. Um, um, I know we've always recorded a lot in the past. Um, we are trying to figure out our schedule right now, and we will get that together for you guys. But until then, hopefully the next podcast I have will be the epic orgy in Atlantic City with the redhead and the couple um, and a couple other adventures that we've had right before really slowed down. So until then, guys. I love you all, and I will see you soon. Bye.